0: Hello and welcome to the show about shows. I'm Erin Glenny, editor-in-chief of San Diego magazine. With me is Kimberly Cunningham, our senior editor. Hi. And Dan Letchworth, our copy chief. Howdy. And today we have a very special guest, Larry Baza, the chair of the city of San Diego commission for arts and culture. Welcome. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much. I hello, also, everyone. Hello. I should also
0: add, he also serves on the California Arts Commission. We won't go there, but he, he's a big deal. We're happy to have you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> we for We are there. in our conference room on the 11th floor at San Diego Magazine. And if you want links to anything we talk about, you can go to sdmag.com. And if you'd like to sponsor us, you may email David M at sdmag.com. All right, let's get started. Kim,
2: let us know what is
0: going on this week in the arts world.
2: All right, well, a couple of exciting things. First, the Old Globe just announced who their special guest is going to be at their annual Globe Gala. So it's going to be Jane Krakowski, Tony Award winner, (laughs) amazing actress, singer, dancer, comedian. I'm the biggest fan of Thirty Rock, so mm-hmm. I love. And her. I love Ally McBeal, ah. and that's really when I feel like she was like became a big star. But anyway, she's quite the bo- Broadway maven, and. She's um,
1: a- big deal Yeah,
2: she's awesome great. I was like so excited when they announced that and actually I have like always wanted to go to the globe gala and even with my connections here at the magazine <laughs> it's a hard it t- is t- a t- really t- hard ticket to get email so, Kim C <laughs> yeah. yeah right I can't get you in but I mean because they the tickets start at about 800 to $800 so it's like very pricey but I mean it's almost the price of a Broadway ticket and you get to see that's Jane true. so there I mean it's not that far off but anyway so that's 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 happening in September, September 23rd, and if you're interested in supporting the Old Globe, you'll get some amazing entertainment that night. Um, The other thing that was just announced is that Diversionary Theatre is going to be doing a four-day new play festival. So they're about to... um, to premiere, to do this world premiere of a play called Ballast by Georgette Kelly, and then in conjunction with this, they're going to be showing four other new plays, and that those dates are May 18th through May 21st. So really, kind of cool. Like they're just doing really brave work mm-hmm. at Diversionary, and so if you're into that kind of thing, check it out. It's Visit called their Spark. website. Oh yes, it's called Spark. Thank you.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm hoping
3: to see that show too. Ballast.
2: Sparking creativity, and yeah, Ballast is really getting a lot of buzz, and uh, so. Anyway, cool stuff happening over there. And the last thing in this week's uh, edition of What's Happening at La Jolla Playhouse. Um,
1: <laughs> it should be its own the, segment. I know. <laughs> it really know.
2: should. They should get their own segment. Would you like to sponsor? Email us. <laughs> no. Well, So the Tony Awards are coming out next Tuesday, and I guess they are just waiting with bated breath because they are anticipating that Come From Away and Indecent are going to be nominated and they already, their publicist just gave me the rundown of like what these two shows that began at the La Jolla Playhouse have already been nominated for and for example Come From Away has received nine Drama Desk Award nominations and seven Outer Critics Circle Award nominations oh. um, and they also got a Drama League Award nomination and then Indecent got two Drama Desk Award nominations and Six Outer Critics Circle Award nominations, and it goes on and on. Anyway, but so I mean, both of those plays are getting you know so much praise, and so here's hoping for the Tony Awards. We'll follow up in our next segment. Very cool, Long Playhouse. (laughs) (laughs) Thank
0: you, Kimmy. (laughs) You are welcome. Dan, have you seen anything this week?
3: Yes, I have. So, starting with this episode, we've decided to move the bulk of my rambling review online. Uh, but I can just give a quick plug for it. I saw Skeleton Crew at the Old Globe. It's the third show I've seen just this year by Delise Turner Sonnenberg, and it's by far the best.
2: She is so prolific. She, she was is. the writer or the director? Director.
3: It oh, was written by sorry. Dominique Morisot, and uh, it is about a crew of auto plant workers in 2008 Detroit. So oh, wow. quite timely themes of the declining uh, American manufacturing Workforce, But it's, uh, it's still a character-driven story. It's, uh, it talks about big things by way of how they impact individual people's lives. Very affecting, very powerful. Uh, it's around for one more week, so go see it. And check out my full review at sdmag.com blogs. Yay! The Everyone's a critic blog.
0: <laughs> but no one's as good of a writer as Dan. That's generous. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's great. You should
2: check him out.
0: All right. Well, let's get to Larry. Woo, let's get to our discussion. Here we go.
2: A very <laughs> exciting discussion about yeah. So uh,
0: the arts world and really everybody is kind of a buzz right now. We we're you know the National Endowment of the Arts is looking on the chopping um, block. It's on the chopping block. So and a lot of arts orgs get funding from them but at the same time we're going to kind of keep it a little more local today and talk about the mayor's proposal for 2018 his budget proposal Um, he proposed 4.7 million cutting that much which is about a third of what they currently the city currently spends um, cutting from the arts because of the giant pension bills that we have and um the revised budget will come out may 16th and a final city council vote on june 5th so right now we're just kind of looking at his proposal and it's got people nervous i i don't know i mean the arts that's what are I'm under reading. attack so, yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. so we just wanted we wanted to talk to Larry we're just curious too about all i was actually reading about all of the different organizations and how much money they get and you know, it's really, it's important for tourism, it's important for kids. Um, well, let's just find out. We're, we're interested in, you know, how the whole thing works. How do you decide who gets what? And, you know, let's start with that, I guess. Good.
1: Yeah. Good i 'm happy to share, and thank you so much for having me here yeah. you know this is This is a tough time for us at the commission i 've been serving at the commission for this is my eighth year, and I term out in august but you know i 'm a native San diegan, and so i 'm a natural booster i 'm a natural you know homeboy who 's waving the flag mm-hmm. and, and doing doing for the arts and culture in our city. Um, my life was changed personally when I went to San Diego High School up the street here, uh. um, and it was the theater specifically um, that, that sort of brought the world of the arts to me. And uh, my, uh, my weekend job and my summer job was working in the concessions at Balboa Park. Oh. It was people like Craig Knoll who mm. came into the concession stand and said, Larry, they say you like theater, but have you seen a Shakespeare play? And I hadn't. And he said, mm-hmm. we're going to do that at the Globe. That same thing happened for me at the San Diego Museum of Art. So that's just my little backstory as to why I'm so committed about the, the, the commission and its work. The commission is is the major local entity government agency that supports our arts and culture organizations the more than 100 of them in in the city that get support from us from two programs some through our organizational support program and some through our creative communities san diego program creative communities is for projects Mm -hmm. all those little neighborhood fairs, and some of the big ones as well, those big community events, uh, the the Bay Boom, the 4th of July, uh, San oh, Diego wow. Pride, That's but way down to smaller groups that are doing the Rolando Fair, Louis doing the, the PB Fair, all of these, So which makes up the, the variety. Then we have the Organizational Support Program, which are the 501c3 nonprofits who work seven days a week creating what is uh, what we like to think of as a really vibrant and amazing cultural world from very large budget organizations to, again, small ones that represent you know, a wide range of stuff right here in San Diego, which is so amazing. Our process, because I think maybe uh, not everybody knows about how we do that, we're very transparent. We're very proud of that transparency, and it, it's in keeping with the way the city likes to operate. We, people have to apply every year. It's not a check that just gets sent out, mm-hmm. and it's not a grant in the traditional sense where you write, a, write an application to a foundation, they approve it or they don't approve it, and they give you a check. It's kind of like on, on an invoice, Uh, basis. It's a contract for services. So these organizations are contracting for us, with us, to do for the people of San Diego what it is they do, whether it's in Balboa Park or whether it's in communities, everything. Um, It's all spread around our city, I'm happy to tell you. So we gather people, professionals and commissioners. We all have to serve on on a panel we bring we get volunteers who come in from the private sector, business folk, lawyers, investment folks, and just great volunteers for the arts to sit down and read the applications and adjudicate them. They get a ranking and depending on the ranking. The ranking determines we don't we don't allocate a dollar amount that comes later in the process. Once the budget is is determined, we there's an algorithm and, and you know I'm a, a left brain arts person so don't ask me how that <laughs> Ooh, works. Ooh numbers yeah. But <laughs> they what they do is according to the rank that determines from the cut of the pie, the dollar amount that they get. And I'm really happy to tell you that our process is so transparent and equitable that we've nev- that we've had city council members over the years tell us and once they've sent their staff or they've come and observed the process and it is, those adjudication meetings are public. Anyone can sit in, they can't have a dialogue with us or a conversation while we're doing that work but they're able to see our thought processes, the discussions that we have, sometimes which get a little, you know, heated or whatever, but certainly always enlightening because we take our job seriously. This is public money. Mm-hmm. It comes from, so we're the stewards of that money. And what I think a lot of people don't know is where that money comes from. And And I think your, your listeners and your readers would want to know. Um, we're funded through TOT, which is transient occupancy tax which is the hotel bed tax so your and my taxes don't pay for it unless we stay in a hotel <laughs> um and many of us do but that said you know we're it's not coming out of our our our, our city taxes or our county taxes the the that hotel bed taxes what's funding it that's
3: a pretty big and uh, frequent misconception that i hear people just assume that their taxes pay for everything like and that's the the biggest complaint is i don't want my taxes paying for this weird uh, artsy out of know, bizarre student project
1: it's true it's true and and i and i that's why i think that i wanted to share that because it's really um it doesn't and and uh and we we all have different tastes and our our arts community reflects those the different forms and you talked about earlier about you know the range of what's going on from Diversionary Theater, which is one of a handful in the country, LGBT theater or arts organizations, Mm -hmm. surviving for 25 Mm -hmm. years here in San Diego. Then, you know, we talk about the Globe and the Playhouse, who give San Diego um, a place on the national scene, Mm -hmm. taking shows directed here, created here, to Broadway. So, I mean, it's... I think that um, I, if I, one thing I would share with folks that is so important is that we, we're down here at the bottom of the state on the border. And, you know, we, we get known mostly for the sun and, and for all the, the, the outdoor stuff. But we have an indoor life as yeah. well. <laughs> you know, we, we've, got a, we've got a really exciting uh, range or menu of things that citizens can, can enjoy. So it's It's a really wonderful. vibrant you know, art scene yes. that
2: we're so proud of. Yes. You know, we celebrate it here at the magazine. And, I mean, just talking about all those Tony Awards, or, you know, the soon-to-be, hopefully, Tony Awards just for La Jolla Playhouse just from the last year. Exactly. Well, I mean, that's amazing.
0: I was reading something in the Washington Post, and they were saying that, you know, People think that, you know, the arts are or highbrow or they're just for, you know, city people or, you know, th- a certain people that that um, could fund it themselves or something. But then the writer went on a road trip in the middle of the country and he visited a museum that got three hundred dollars and. And a, another artist who she was successful, but she, you know, did some work for free and then she auctioned it off. And some, you know, nonprofit got $3,000 for it or, you know, that it's not just these big, you know, maybe you think La Jolla Playhouse is so successful, they don't need it. And they've got the Jacobs and all these wealthy people behind them. But they they do other things and other yes. programs and camps and things like that that people might not think about exactly. that touches more people. Right.
2: And that's what I was reading is is some of the the things that this will affect are the the funding that goes to the outreach programs or the music education programs in schools that don't have readily or you know normal access to it and then some of the programs that help bring people into the theater mm-hmm. that you know, you know for the people that bringing don't bringing kids to it, the symphony.
1: It, exactly. right, Right. It's, it's both in-reach and outreach. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I would share is that, you know, our organizations, big, mid midsize, and small, all do some kind of outreach. Mm-hmm. We don't prescribe at the commission what they have to do, but we, over the years, and I've been... I've. Been working in San Diego since the commission was established, some 27 years ago. And I used to be on the other side running a small arts organization. And and the reality of it is is that we really encourage them to be involved and to take their work to the schools and into community centers. And I can tell you that, you know, a huge number of Outreach is done by our organizations to the schools. And we're talking about, you know, uh, gosh, 43 parades in community organizations. We're talking about also the, uh, the numbers of schools that are affected and where they're working. And we ask. We ask them in their application so that we can report out to the city council members. This month, this is what happened at grant school or roosevelt or um you know in any of the districts where they are working and they're working in the schools they take that work and do it for free apart from their regular Mm -hmm. responsibilities which is an amazing an amazing Mm -hmm. gift to the city Mm -hmm. and and those who are fortunate to be in the jewel the crown jewel in balboa park and not all of them are what What happens there? you know most of the museums have at least one free day a month. Mm-hmm. There are now three organizations who are providing pay with what you can which is and so cool absolutely I mean I think uh it's i think it's it may be the wave of the future um because they are getting the support from the city. but I have to tell you, and for the people who like the numbers and want to know where the money's coming from and, and all of that. The contracts that we award the organizations who pass muster and get a ranking, get a dollar amount assigned to the contract, because they sign a contract with us to tell us that they're going to do this, and it's all on a reimbursement basis. We don't give them a check and say, go go forth and do the work. They've got to do the work, invoice us, and we pay them in 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 through the invoice process but they have the osp the organizational support organizations we require them to match what we give them three to one Hmm. in the creative communities the projects depending on the budget size we go from three to one to two to one to one to one and so that i mean i think for, for people who have interested in fiscal responsibility, I think that that speaks well to their ability to raise that 3-to-1 match or that 2-to-1 match, whatever it is. And, and, um, and they also are then, the organizations, le- able to leverage what they get from us to, you talked about, the, um, the NEA. I can tell you the 25 organizations in the last fiscal cycle got grants from the NEA and I can I would put money on it that many of them leveraged the money that they got from us to Attra- par- attract part. the NA- right. NEA and mm-hmm. vice versa right exactly it's, and when they go to their donors mm-hmm. and can say the city gave us this the NEA gave us this now we're asking you for this mm-hmm. so it's it's um it's a really amazing process but those 25 organizations that got NEA grants they brought in 9 million 9 million mm-hmm. to their to their org, total to mm-hmm. their organizations which means all of these folks they've got payrolls to mm-hmm. to meet over 6,000 employees, full and part-time or independent contractors, are, cra- are contracted by these organizations. So they're really a part of our our economy mm-hmm. in, in, a, in an important way.
2: Wow. Yeah. It's shocking to me because it feels like, I mean... I guess from the president down to our local mayor, if the message, or at least it, how it feels, is like they're saying that the arts are not as important as other things, right? The mayor was—I mean, this—I mean, I'm just the thing that keeps popping into my mind, even though it's a moot point—is the stadium, for example, and it's like you know, I, it's shocking to me because I grew up in the arts. So did Aaron. And so did Dan. And so mm-hmm. did Dan. And, you know, just how you're talking, we all had those magic moments where mm-hmm. something in the arts a, an experience changed us. And right. I really believe that when children experience the arts, it can change their lives forever and the paths that they take. And so to me, it's just it's mm-hmm. it's crazy.
3: Everyone I know who is an elementary school teacher, their biggest complaint is that the arts and the music programs are just being cut left and right, and the focus is just funneling down into to math and language arts for the standardized tests. And it's because that produces, you know, concrete, measurable results, and the entire point of arts education is you don't have something that you can point to and say this has increased the child's quality of life by, you know, 43%. It's like it makes them a more well-rounded person, someone who can appreciate the world better. Right. Who mm-hmm. give back in in less uh, in you know more abstract ways?
1: Yeah, it, and it's it's a part of that that whole thing that we all uh, our parents instilled in us, and and we we have instilled in our own children and in our families that you know critical thinking is an important thing. But there's another side to critical thinking, mm-hmm. and that's where. Arts and culture come in and sort of temper that and and balance. It's a balancing act.
0: I and, think. and it also complements it. I mean, don't they say that yes. being able to read music helps you with math? Yeah, I feel like I've heard that. And I just, I my stepson is in fifth grade, and they the parents' organization or PTA or what someone is paying for a person to come in and they have music education, but. Um, you know, we had to provide the flute or whatever, but they are all kind of learning in one classroom with one person and they're not learning how to read the music and it's sort of, you know, but they're doing what they can. And it's, I mean, it's sad because I remember band and, you know, we had a lot of instruction, but so it's still kind of there. I don't know if it's making an impression or, I mean, it's got to be something, but it, you know, we went to a performance that they had to do and then, I was kind of hoping, oh, were you inspired by the high schoolers and the big band? And and it's kind of like, yep, bye. <laughs> it's kind of like mm-hmm. maybe it was just my experience, right. and I was like hoping yeah. that there might right. be. But I'm sure, do you have any good, happy stories about maybe someone who was exposed to drums or the flute, and they ended up, you know, rising above...
2: I have a story. Oh, yes, I, I'll let you think so you're not feeling yeah, put on the spot. On the spot. But I know. I have to give a shout-out to my teacher, Larry Zeiger, at Point Loma High School. hes You guys are shaking your head. I don't know if you know him or have worked with him. but he. So he did this thing um, every year for the seniors called The Zeiger Show. And even like the cool like football players and whatever that never wanted to do anything with the dorky theater kids... Uh, wanted to be in this show and I have a good friend his name is Spencer Moses he'd never done anything he was just kind of you know this guy you know just cruised along in high school and then he did the Zyger show and he's on Broadway now I mean it changed (laughs) his life (laughs) he was just like kind of took to it and you know the next thing you know he's on Broadway and it's I mean he lives in New York now he's been in multiple shows and um he wow. just did School of Rock, and so many. Wow, I mean, so and there's, and there's a lot of stories like that just yes, from indeed. from our our thing that he was just introducing them to music and you know how to how to perform, and yeah. I mean, none of them had ever done anything. Most of them had not.
1: So many, so many, especially theater people, uh, have come out of San Diego, went to the School of Creative and Performing Arts, mm-hmm. and, and moved on up in uh, you know went to New York and. Didn't come home, except mm-hmm. on when their, when their roadshow came to San Diego or something like that. But mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit about the, the cut to the budget, which is, you know, um, it was very disheartening to me and, and that, that the mayor proposed, um, you know, a $4.7 million cut to our budget, which is, you know, it's a hefty cut. It's more than 31% of the current funding level. And what what, what what does that mean? But before I go there, the thing that I really must say is that I, I cannot, in good conscience, you know, uh, berate the mayor. He's got a terribly difficult job to mm-hmm. do, and we are facing so many problems. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while... Um, and, and, and the good news is is that he understands that my role... And, mm-hmm. and uh, he, he respects my role. And so, you know, I'm not going to attack him. He, he made his decision for whatever was, was necessary. And he knows I'm out beating the drum to, to turn the tide um, because it's so important. And it, it means so very much to me. And, and we're being asked to bear 6% of the budget cuts, which is, in my mind, unfair. Um, we're happy to take a cut everybody else is taking a cut, but nobody is taking as big a cut as we are but we also have a couple of champions that i'm counting on in a big big way moving forward and that's council member david alvarez and council member laurie zapp mm-hmm. and we have some new council members who i'm sure are going to be with us as we go forward and we're talking about it um but Zaff and alvarez uh Primarily Alvarez backed up by Zap, going forward and saying, you know, let's give the commission an uptick. Let's mm-hmm. let's do this. And and they're they're committed to work on a, an uptick for us going forward. So they're kind of our champions, if you will, at the moment. And hopefully all the all the rest of the council. And we have good relationships with the council seven of the council of the nine council members included us in their priority budget memo before the mayor re- released his mem his his his, his budget and Does that you know
3: include uh, chris kate do i need to bother him because i'm in his district oh me mm-hmm. too by all means he's really nice you know,
1: he is nice he's yeah. he's great and you know he has a very unique district mm-hmm. your district is a very unique one i mean it's um it's very diverse, and most people don't know how diverse it really is, mm-hmm. um, but I do. I mean, you know, it's, it's kind of like got everybody there. You know, they, they don't call a section of it Manila Mesa for nothing. Isn't it um, <laughs> one of
3: the most racially diverse neighborhoods in the country? Manila Absolutely.
1: Mesa? I did not Absolutely. know Absolutely.
2: So what can we do? I mean, I'm just looking at some upcoming dates. I guess there's another council meeting on May 15th, and then the mayor officially prevent, uh, presents his budget on May 16th. That's right. So, what can we do, or is there anything we the can do? The
1: most important thing that you all can do, and and I ask you to please do it. Take a moment. Take five minutes to call or email your council member or your council member and cc the others and the mayor and 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 let them know that you support our budget and that we shouldn't be taking you know a disproportionate cut um there is so much that can be done i'm i mean i'm talking to organizations who are already looking at a position they were hoping to fund Mm -hmm. this year it's going to go by the wayside um in 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 our organizational support alone because the commission has to be prepared and we, we prepare a budget during the budget cycle we will revisit it again once the final budget is made and we'll make some adjust adjustments to that but we're looking at uh the numbers it's it's looking like at this point in time if this were the scenario if it was a 10 million dollar plus budget instead of 15 million dollars plus we're looking at a 30% 36% decrease to the organizational support organizations who are you know the the large backbone of our arts and culture community and then we're looking at the creative communities which are all those valuable community projects you know in every in every district that are Typically smaller budget, and we're looking at a thirty percent cut for them as well. That's a lot of money, mm-hmm. and um, so we, I ask you all to to email or call your city council member and the mayor's office.
3: Um, I'm pretty sure most of them are on Twitter. So for the kids who, who <laughs> yes, would rather just Don't fire th- off a quick tweet, <laughs> yes, just go find out what their Twitter handle right. is and. Uh, you just, Chris mm-hmm.
0: Kate's really good with social media. For well, sure. you just revealed
1: my age because I am so. <laughs> Don't I, I, I'm, tweet so Larry. Old, I'm so old that, you know, Twitter, I'm just scratching the surface. <laughs> you know, it took me long enough to. Anyway, it's. it's please very hard. do it. it. It's really <laughs> terrific to get the people behind it because it's an asset. Our organizations, from the smallest one to the largest one and everywhere in between, are giving something to our schools they're in those schools not charging the schools and you know the school district just had a meeting with the visual and arts performing uh director russell sperling who's you know challenged by the school district's budget problems so Mm -hmm. even more so what the organizations are doing at the schools means even more Mm -hmm. in the larger scheme of things so it would be great if we, everybody would get on board and shoot them an email.
2: So, do we need to do that before May sixteenth? Yes. Okay.
3: Yes. Those are that's our deadline, people. Maybe we can post some contact info on the blog for yes,
0: this podcast. We, everyone, go to sdmag.com, dot com, and we'll have the links. I have all their emails.
1: I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll give you here. some. I'll give you some data that you can use as well. Oh,
0: cool well thank you this thank is you great. for the opportunity we'll put a bug in everyone's ear to put a bug in their district member council member's ear <laughs> <laughs> um, well let's wrap up we're going to wrap up with what's coming up we like to kind of promote and um, get everyone excited about what's coming up in the theater world and the arts world Kim, why don't you start with what you're looking forward to?
2: Well, I'm actually bridging out of the performing arts realm today, and just wanted to uh, give a shout out to Art Alive, which is coming this yes. weekend, which is so wonderful. Take your mothers; it's you know, if you haven't been, this is the year to go. You know, it's just such a wonderful event, and it's kind of like art for beginners. You know, if you're intimidated by art and you know it's just it's it's everyone loves flowers and you know it's a great thing to do with your mom and basically if you don't know what it is it's uh floral interpretations of the collection at the san diego museum of art and then when you walk in there's this big like just mind-blowing floral interpretation in the rotunda when you come in and it's just like Floor to ceiling flowers everywhere, and it's just really beautiful. It's this weekend, the twenty eighth through the thirtieth. Um, so go see it.
0: And speaking of funds, I think that's their biggest, their annually their biggest fundraiser. So they really need it now. So yes, it's really very, very now also. yes. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Go and support Art Alive. Thank you, Kim. Dan.
3: Well, depending on when this podcast posts, you can go see on. Monday, May 1st, SDSU's Percussion Ensemble is having their spring recital. I've been to one of their shows before, and they have a fantastic space. It's at uh, Smith Recital Hall. Uh, need something to do over your lunch break? If you work in the area, head over to SDSU and listen to some awesome marimba, or uh, I'm not sure all the different names, xylophone. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've seen one of their recitals before, and it's really neat. Cool. Thanks. Percussion, it's
0: And I'm giving a shout out to North Coast Rep up in Solana Beach. They have just announced an extension of Travels with My Aunt. Um, That's a Graham Green play. Any literature fans out there, he wrote The End of the Affair and The Quiet American. And this show, it's actually for male actors, which is interesting because there is an aunt in the show. And um, they start out in Paris and they go to Istanbul on the Orient Express. And I don't Think it's a spoiler to say that this man learn he travels with his aunt and learns that the aunt is actually his mother. So hope wow. I didn't give that away. But maybe you've read the the book. So it's 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 getting so many rave reviews. So and it was extended. So good for them. And
2: didn't have something to do with Auntie Mame or am I making that up? I don't. I did do you not. Know know I, I don't think, am think so. I wrong? But, okay, you know,
1: but it's in that spirit of. American shows and musicals around women who have just got, you know, strong characters mm-hmm. and, you know.
0: And like speaking that. of, we are upcoming podcast about the Bechdel test and strong women or women at all. So... Um, I guess there's a strong presence, I, but there's no strong presence necessarily because it's for male actors, but yes, and the aunt is supposed to be a real whiz-bang, cool personality. Yeah, so It's a fun, fun story. Yeah, go see it. North yes. Coast Rep through May 14th.
3: Did I mention that the SDSU thing is free? That's important. Oh, <laughs> free <admission. laughs> now we're
0: competing. Oh. Yeah, What's the oh. date Everyone's on that one? But they could getting? probably use donations. Great. May
3: 1st, yes. <laughs> Donate, but it's free.
2: Art Alive is not free, but worth it and really beautiful. Yes. Take your mom. Early Mother's Day. (laughs) We're getting competitive.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Larry. We really appreciate it. Everyone, email your council member. It's not that hard. If you don't know who it is, just Google your zip code in your district and find out. They're very accessible, and you need to put a bug in their ear right now. Thank you so much. And everyone, we will see you at the theater. Yes. See you at the theater.